Hey everybody, welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Hello. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. This week we're going deeper on the things that we missed and the questions that we left off on American Pie. Yes. Still hanging in the halls, shoving too much stuff in our lockers, and tipping over because our backpacks are too heavy. (laughs) So what lingering questions, and before we get to my notes, do you have... Well, I was trying to remember how many Chris's there were in my junior high, but I'm going to have to go back because really like actually high school, by then there were only three. I don't know what happened to the rest. They just fell off. I mean, the one you kicked in the balls during kiss and tackle is still there. So if he was gone, I might have to be concerned. I identified him. So uh, (laughs) he seemed cute enough, I guess. He was your standard 90s Chris, (laughs) you know. So I have Habitat for Humanity. Yes. So I deep dove Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. and apparently the houses are not just uh, crashing down. So, oh, app- that's good. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, people built them, or they let teenagers hold hammers and do things. Right, they, they let actually us get professionals to think do the real that stuff. we were doing something important, and they came right behind us and undid what we did. Exactly. And we did they probably okay. gave you guys real low stakes, uh, real low probably, stakes tasks. Yeah, I do remember though, like one of the mission trips. I think it was in Philadelphia. Um, we did do something where like removing a staircase or something, and then then we were up at the, the second floor without the staircase, <laughs> and then there was a ladder, and I remember. Uh, a Heather um, refusing to come down, like absolutely refusing to come down. I don't know if she's still standing right there. I know she's not because she has like three children now, but yes. I don't know how she came down. She had a full blown panic attack. This is the same person after uh, junior prom and all of us went down hiking the next morning in the woods down behind my parents' house, which I don't know if we've ever really gotten into on the podcast. I don't think but so. I grew up on a neighborhood that was built on an abandoned Girl Scout camp. And so, I mean, there were trees in my front yard with nail, uh, signs nailed into them with their Latin name and identification. <laughs> there were trails and, and cottage, cottages and outhouses and uh, pavilions and fire pits and everything left over from when this was still a Girl Scout camp. So we just kind of, as children, kind of had our Lost Boys, Jolly Pirate, Clubhouse. It was pretty freaking crazy. I don't know how we didn't get murdered by Jason, but... I know. That seemed like a perfect situation. There could have been someone. I mean, Jason seems pretty highbrow for... Um, for rural Tennessee. Right. Yeah. But there had to be some sort of crazy, weird, you know, <laughs> moonshine something going yeah, on. Yeah, we wouldn't have really needed anything supernatural. There could have just been some weirdo back there. Right. Exactly. But so we're a uh, day after junior prom, and uh, all of a sudden there's a fence. There's never been a fence down there before. I don't know why there's a fence there, so... <laughs> We sent her over the fence. She's the first one. She's about halfway over the fence. We all see the donkey coming. <laughs> She's trying to climb a fence, so she doesn't see a donkey coming. <laughs> this might be why she doesn't climb things other than stairs at that point. Maybe. Yeah, the donkey goes an inch from her face before it says, Hia! As loud as it can. <laughs> I have never seen somebody run so fast in my entire life. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. (laughs) So I have, um, looking through Vanity Fair, Playboy, other stuff around the time, having trouble finding a lot. Um, Playboy Sex and Cinema has, it mentions American Pie. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the article is really eyes wide shut. Okay. Which we might get to in this at some point. 
and pretty much everything else sexy in 1999 is a bunch of late-night cable stuff. Huh. Which really kind of, I mean, we're, we're talking about a time here in American Pie. I think maybe we can segue into, this is the beginning of the internet. Yes. And just thinking about late night cable sexy stuff still being. So, it seems so archaic. And, and for it, well, I think it tells you, I don't know. I mean, what what's Playboy, where's Playboy's uh like where are they now like they're talking about sex in the cinema and they're talking about old cables and it seems like Hugh Hefner really holding on to some old school type of ideas and yeah like, they're really not embracing he's like hey sex hey did you media is going like, to be I, like I was up half asleep in my chair um and I saw like <laughs> let's, let's put it let's put it in the next, next episode it was pretty sexy <laughs> like uh like I like to play games too <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> The Awakening of Gabriella, <laughs> the key to sex. Okay, yeah, that's weird. I mean, they're they're so. I mean, now we're talking about with American Pie. We're talking about teen sex. Can they talk about this in Playboy? Is that appropriate? I mean, that sounds crazy, but we are talking about teenage sex. So, is that something that they really shy away from with their talk, readers? They even talk about. Um, about Nadia taking her clothes off in the protagonist's room and don't even really bring up any of the internet stuff. Okay. So, yeah, it just really seems like it's really missing the mark for how iconic what this it movie becomes. Would mean moving forward. Um, found a pictorial in an article interviewing Shannon Elizabeth. Not a whole lot really in there. I did go kind of deep dive. She made a huge real estate deal a few years ago and it's worth, yeah, many, many millions of dollars and rescues dogs now so awesome, awesome for her <laughs> she seems like a lovely person she does and we did see and i don't remember because you you were you're deep diving and i'm kind of looking up and it was an an interview with her about that scene and she's talking about she insisted that that part where she kind of in, inspects her stomach in the mirror kind of making this a very like realized moment. But, I mean, of, she kind of like scowls at herself in the mirror. It's yeah. just beautiful, but she really kind of scowls at herself. Just in making the it so real, and she insisted that 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 was part of the scene. Mm-hmm. So I, I really thought that was interesting. The only other thing I really found, well, besides the fact of her being of um, of Arab descent, and her being of Arab descent, and John Cho in an otherwise really, 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 really white movie, mm-hmm. looking at the some of the criticism of it now. There's as much criticism of how white the movie is, as much so as some of the uh, the consent issues that that, that are raised. Well, uh, you got to think we couldn't even have a second Asian guy. We had to have John Cho play two characters. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is he the only one in Michigan? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. And the last thing I found really is uh, back to campus fashion. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's not what we're coming to Playboy for, but I uh, love it. But I mean. This just looks like Wow, that that's Playboy? Yeah. It just looks like a JCPenney ad. I know, it's great. It's kind of crazy. They've got <laughs> laptops, that's crazy. I know, I know. And the last thing was Vanity Fair mm-hmm. brings up American Pie, also Calvin Klein underwear. Okay. Uh, there was a big I think that was the year of the Marky Mark oh, subway that, that. ad. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Bobbitt trials. Okay. Viagra. Okay. And Bill Clinton, all huge deals in um, 1999, as, lo- as well as American Pie. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something about Mary. Yeah. It basically has an entire article about how important penises are in pop culture and media <laughs> this year. 
Yay. <laughs> As if they never drive anything in culture ever. We need to make sure that we talk about it in 1999. Exactly. Exactly. Huge so. eye roll behind this mic screen. <laughs> So then I have um, Travis Barker, Blink-182, Scott Rayner. Yes. Found an article here in uh, Louder magazine. It's called A Needlessly Deep Dive into Blink-182's Cameo Appearance. <laughs> there we Pie. go. They knew. They knew. It's exactly what we're doing. I mean, this is actually, I believe, Mark's second film role. First film role as being drive through guy in uh, Idle Hands. Yes. Which we watched with our quarantine movie club. Yes, I do remember that. But yeah, this is uh, definitely Travis Barker, mm-hmm. and uh, and completely miscredited uh, as the uh, as the original drummer. And the music I played, I said I was sure was a Scott Rayner piece, but actually, it was re-recorded for the soundtrack of this film. Oh, okay, with Travis Barker with doing Travis the drums. Barker, yeah. Okay, so credit to Travis Barker. He's in hands down the most controversial uh, consent scene maybe ever <laughs> good for him yeah no, I'm, I'm sure he looks back and thinks, i'm glad i'm a part of that you know? yeah well he's he's a kardashian now so uh, yeah you know i think so i have uh, mochaccino and starbucks mm-hmm. i think we both agree that somebody as into themselves as finch, finch would never drink a mochaccino he would be drinking something else so we're talking about when did starbucks take over the world mm-hmm and um, first Starbucks in Nashville is over 10,000 Starbucks existed at this point. I believe that. I mean, they, they, they don't take up a lot of space. No. The Starbucks, actually the first Starbucks in Nashville is to this day one of the lo- uh, largest Starbucks Which in one the is country. That? Uh, the one on uh, 21st Avenue by Vanderbilt. Okay. Yes. So over by an- Sacco? Yes. Yes. I found an article in the Nashville Business Journal in 1999. Oh July man, you were 18th. able to read it because I think the Nashville Business Journal has the worst online presence ever. <laughs> That's something that nobody cares about, and it's very specific. But just you can't navigate anything ever. But uh, the local coffee shop owner doesn't see the arrival of Starbucks as a big deal. He's banking on his customers sharing that sentiment. I don't understand why everybody's so excited about it," says Bernstein, part owner of Nashville's Fido and Bongo Java Coffee Houses. Huge okay. Nashville they institutions. They are huge. Like, people like to fl- if Starbucks comes to town, it somehow legitimizes our city. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you said some other smaller, I mean, he Fido and Bongo Java have have weathered the storm and mm-hmm. we, you know, have stayed on that high when you get into you know the very craft type of mentality of a lot of people today like they've kind of stayed on the forefront of that Um, but I remember this is much much later but um, when we lived outside of Memphis and I was opening a store um, it it was a very very small town I mean they had literally just gotten a Walmart this was in like 2007 maybe and they had a coffee shop they had they had a Starbucks which was a huge deal and I was interviewing people like because there was the store didn't exist yet i couldn't interview anybody so i'm interviewing people at at the local coffee shop but then also in starbucks so kind of back and forth and the local starbucks called my hr to complain that i was also um at the starbucks and like telling people i was interviewing the starbucks and i was like i had to go over there and like, like i just didn't want to take up one of your tables like all the time like you know you you kind of have a little bit more of a limited situation come in both places i'm buying something every time every few hours um, i'm here but they got real bit out of shape so oh, some man. people did it's also include and you almost want reading this article for all these companies to have gone out of business and most of these companies are still thriving right great 
But uh, he also says that he believes Starbucks' popularity has diminished somewhat. <laughs> Starbucks has been expanding for several years. It would have been a bigger deal to come to Nashville if they'd come two years ago. When, when is this? 1999. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, really, really missing missing the mark on that, guys. I mean, Or, I, I what, or do we think that they're just re- really puffing up his chest? Uh, what they say is that it, what Starbucks coming to town does is it ups the coffee culture that more mm-hmm. people will get used to paying a couple bucks for a cup of coffee true and that uh, they provide more so than a coffee they provide an experience a place to go hang out and coffee that's fresher and closer i mean i i love fido's and bongo java a lot of fun college type moments there so yeah yeah um so then we have to the origin of milf all right okay a proud moment i found an infographic <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that um, it largely feels that uh, the graduate, while it didn't have the term, is largely kind of responsible for the cultural beginning of, of the concept of MILF. Okay. I mean, yes, obviously they make a graduate reference. Mm-hmm. When there's the seduction scene between Finch and Jennifer Coolidge. I feel like we could go by farther back and find a divorced older woman you know, coming after a, a young guy. I, I feel like we could find that older in cinema. So I'm, you know, I'm not trusting the origins, the origin story here. I mean, that's what people refer back to. I mean, if they didn't use the term MILF at some point, they'd be calling her Mrs. Robinson. Probably. probably. I mean, or something like that. Or, you know, but then also do we have Cougar? Like, so when, when, when's the, 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 um, convergence i believe cougar actually comes into popular use after i know it comes after i why well, I, I feel like i've heard that later but you know what's what's the differentiating factor the cougar just doesn't have to be a mom i mean does does a milf actually have to be a mom like it has to be like stacy's mom um hold on to that because okay. uh We'll get into the uh, the AVN adult video news uh, criteria for what is okay. it actually has criteria okay. for to be credited let's as know. a MILF performer and not. So. Okay. <laughs> so in the early 90s, a magazine called Motor Booty Magazine, which is a tattoo, punk rock, and, and car culture magazine, mm-hmm. uh, used the term as old as 1990. Okay. And a Usenet post by Kai Fi Mike in nineteen ninety five used it discussing a uh, a Playboy model. Okay. So uh, so it's around, you know. It, it, but uh, but it's not like in standardized culture. I would I would say you know. John Cho made MILF a thing. Well, he defined it too. Mm-hmm. Like he told us, like you know, and then he just you know makes out with a picture of her on the wall, which is just so much. <laughs> But yeah, so starting and then pretty much ever since American Pie and MILF has pretty much been a porn thing. And uh, okay, yeah, Pornhub uh, says that it's the third most term, third most search term in the UK and the fifth most in the United States. And uh, as of 2011, there is the AVN MILF Performer of the Year, which is anybody above 36. Just anybody above 36? Well, any female above 36 is eligible for, for MILF Performer of the Year instead mm-hmm. of just Starlet of the Year or whatever. Okay, okay. So third in the UK and fifth in in the US. So the UK has a lot more mommy issues, sounds like. Like queen-like mommy issues, maybe. Oh, babe, you just went there. Ah. <laughs> I found an article with uh, with John Cho uh, where they asked him in 2015... 
how does he feel about popularizing? <laughs> <laughs> His response, um, apologetic. <laughs> that that tracks. It says, listen, the acronym is, I don't know that we need it in our cultural vocabulary, but it was there, and I was the conduit at that moment in time. It's funny, it started my comedy career inadvertently, but my joke answer is that I apologize to all the websites I've proliferated upon the world. (laughs) Well, thank you, John Cho. Yes. I did, unfortunately, uh, Google tungalingusly. Oh, no. What weird stuff is going to come down the pike? Two results. Two results. Two results for Tungalingusly. So did I just launch that word and do I need to apologize now (laughs) in uh, like 20 years? Well, so um, there is a user profile on uh, DeviantArt. Okay. Which DeviantArt's a website that I remember from the early 2000s as goth friends would go on and put their drawings on there. And uh, this user hasn't actually posted any any individual art, but uh, does create galleries of other stuff that he's found and most of his galleries are focused on some uh more exotic uh <laughs> pictorials of okay uh, th- yeah i don't really think i thought that was what that site was for but uh it's art if, this... if you're into some freshly waxed perianal uh, areas um, oh okay tunglingously go go check his profile out he, he he's curated it for you <laughs> he'll show you his etchings yes and uh, Tungalingus, a 40-year-old man in Edinburgh uh, who's on a dating site. Uh, he's looking to find two women very soon. He's 5'7", athletic build, and he has a piercing right through the width of his cock. Ouch. So, any... Uh, is that a... Okay, the picture of him is below, not the one of the top corner. Yeah, the yeah, top yeah. corner looks like... Um, uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, I... Why can't I... Uh. But yeah, so there is a picture of Tungalingus there. Uh, so if we wouldn't ever suggest anybody reach out to anybody like this, and but I'm, who knows if you're two ladies in Edinburgh and uh, and you're looking for a good time, um, you might want to check out Tungalingus. Yeah, I, I guess if this the bottom picture, it's better. The top picture just likes Hugh Grant's roommate in um, Notting Hill. <laughs> Very much. What's the guy's name? He's like the lizard in one of the. Yeah, is, is, he, guy is he a, is he a rice something rice rice Meyer? No, Eifen? it's not right. Rice is he Eifens? rice Eifens? Could be, could be. Is that the same guy? I yeah, I think so. Okay, we might be thinking about the same dude. Uh, I have uh, Natasha Leone. Yes. So yeah, she had a rough go of it. Um, with a 2005, she was admitted with uh, hepatitis C and uh, endocarditis, and I've taking care of some people with endocarditis and the survival rate is not great. So Hmm. it's something that's uh, commonly associated. It's an infection in the heart, uh, commonly associated with IV drug abuse. And it is not very survivable. So good on her. She's had several surgeries since then, seems to be in recovery currently and has been, uh, has been dating Fred Armisen for a bunch of years. Wow. That's interesting. It's a really interesting couple. Yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of sarcasm and subtlety in that couple. I don't know. That would be a lot of, a lot of hard reads. I don't know. That'd probably be a tough, uh, a tough dinner date. Yeah. If you're, if you're a double date and going to dinner, I don't know if I'd want to be at the same, same table as them. There, there'd be. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like know. Both of what they do most of the time. But oh man, <laughs> I, I, I'm really like really thinking about this. I mean, he could be way more chatty. 
than a lot of the, the, the stuff he portrays. But man, he goes way out there. Yeah. If dinner with him is just a bunch of like weird eye looks. <laughs> and, right. Eyebrows. And, and, and silences at moments where we really should be talking and talking at moments where we really should be silent. He's just raising eyebrows and she's just rolling eyes. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I find him very funny, but I definitely, he portrays awkward very well. Yes, he does. And then um, tell me a little about your senior prom. Yeah, so I looked it up. I found my 1999 yearbook and it was, Am I Dreaming? I feel like that's a fantastic, fantastic. It's great. I I didn't see what the song was. Um so I don't really know what the major... I mean, obviously, it's 1999. I'm sure we danced to Prince. I mean, that had to be a thing. If it wasn't, then I think we would still be revolting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was our one chance, right? We partied like it's 1999. Um, yeah, it was good. I remember wearing a velvet dress and a scarf at my neck, which was super 1999. Um, I don't know that I have any photos that I can share with anybody. Uh that would be fun. But yeah, Am I Dreaming? With fun, a fun little walk down memory lane in the 1999 Hume Fogg yearbook. And just thinking that all the teen movies that came out this year, I mean, this is the year 10 Things I Hate About You came out. Oh, wow. Like Can't Hardly Wait came out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cruel Intentions came mm-hmm. out this year. Uh, this is the same year as Help Me, Kiss Me. Uh, oh, um, She's All That. She's All That came out. All of those movies came out this year. So this year we became important? Like, like the, people the, the, cared the about year, us the, as... the year that we were 19, all of a sudden it was important to be a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> the year that we were all turning 20. Well, but I remember a lot of those. I mean, I saw She's All That in the theater, and that would have probably been post-graduation. Um, uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, we watched incessantly in my dorm. So, yeah, that was they, – they they still held on. I guess maybe we just say it was a good year to be 19 mm-hmm. because the teen movie still, you know – It still was applicable. Yeah, they, they, they still – drew you in but you also had things like there's something about mary and american pie that like ooh, like is the first year or cruel intentions like the first year that i'm i can actually see this stuff and then mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty good time yeah best of both worlds yeah so 1999 uh as far forward as we're probably gonna go but looking at some of this stuff in 1999 we'll probably We'll revisit it again because it was like i said um cruel intentions there were some things up. we couldn't still see well, ninety ninety nine. I I turned eighteen the beginning of no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The beginning of nineteen. You were only a couple of days into ninety nine. Yeah, um, but like I said, there was definitely at that point some self censoring Baptist guilt happening. Um, so there were some things that we I didn't watch because I just scoffed at it. I was I was a little too above it. Just was that way. I I was uh oh man, what did what did she say? Um, the goody two sues coral uptight chick or whatever. That was me. <laughs> so um, we're sort of back to school. I mean, most of our schools are closed because of COVID, but we're 
sort of back to school. <laughs> well, it's just like it's the time, right? It's the, it's time. the time of year. It's getting cooler outside. Ish. It's just, but it's fall in the south. Fall in the south. We just decide it's fall. Like it's still hot. It's still humid. But we're getting out boots. We're getting out scarves. We're getting out pumpkin spice lattes. We're drinking pumpkin spice lattes when it's ninety five degrees and it's outside. On y'all, bonfires. Like we're just. It's just it. We switched over football. <laughs> football starts and follows on. There we go. There we go. So it's it's time for October to roll around. We're getting spooky. Ooh. So we've talked about this, and I think we're gonna pivot from kind of teen back to school. We're gonna stay in school though. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna check out Carrie. Yes. A movie I know almost nothing about. And I know the premise earlier than we really normally go in in our timeline, but I, I know for a fact this would have been a hard hard no. Yes, hard no, and and a, and a huge hole in my in my movie history. Mm-hmm, I mean, because you're a huge Stephen King, huge Stephen King fan, De Palma fan, uh, you know, I, I huge horror fan. I don't know why I've never seen this. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Um, Hopefully not covered in blood by the time. <laughs> but maybe with the tiaras. Who knows? Oh, man. Tiaras are on. <laughs> <laughs> so hit us up on our social media. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know this was our longest episode yet and maybe our most personal. You want us to just get more into movies? Do you want us to tell more stories? Let us know how you're feeling. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of places for this to go. I mean, obviously we're gonna stay movie based, but you know, we enjoy talking to each other, you know, it's kind of a thing. We kinda of like each other. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> So yeah, let us know. Um Forbidden Cinema at Instagram, um, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And also please um, you know, subscribe, rate and review, let us know. That's that's how we know how we're doing as well. And, you know, maybe get some ads up in here. Who knows? <laughs> Tell a friend or two and uh, and post something. Yeah, we want we want everybody to be involved. That's the whole thing, you know. Um, we would have more people if we had more mics, and we it wasn't COVID. We'd have more people, and we will eventually. Yeah, join the join the conversation. Yes, thanks. All right, have a good one. Bye.